Hello, and welcome to Three Speech, the entertainment podcast that also follows the rule of three. It's two friends, three topics, and unlimited pop culture. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your host, Alin. And on today's show, we have another, you know, big Marvel show today with both Thor, Love and Thunder, and Miss Marvel. And then we're going to deviate from that extremely wildly, but... <laughs> almost like in the exact opposite direction by discussing the boys season three. Oh yes. Oh yeah. All right. So how are we doing today, Lynn? You know, we, we are recording today on July 30th and I, I know we do not have the same taste in music. So yesterday was a huge day for many people because Beyonce dropped her uh, seventh studio album. It's, oh, her wow. fir- it's her first album in six years. I'm like that guy from the pitch meeting when it comes to Beyonce. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and it's, wow. It's tr- and you know what? I mean, it's just something. And this scares me because she's been around for almost 30 years because we're oh, the same. We wow. are the same age. <laughs> yeah, we're like very. Beyonce was, I know her birthday, September 4th, 1981. Um, So she's getting very close. And the thing that I love is each album she's evolving with with no album sounds the same she changes her sound with every album it's and it is a true album it's a cohesive uh 16 tracks and she's also because we know that Beyonce listens to the show yes um, just like Hemsworth and Spielberg and I, yeah. I forget who else we've we've mentioned in the past, but obviously they all listen. They are listening. Uh, she got a little tricky on her album because Jamie, do you listen to albums on shuffle, or do you listen like straight through? So I think the more pertinent question is, do you listen to albums? Oh, okay. <laughs> when you used to listen to albums, uh-huh, would you yes. if you listen to an album, right? And it's an album that you know. Okay. And you like, you know, certain songs. Do you hit the do you hit the shuffle button or do you just let it play from track one to the end? Yeah, I would probably shuffle, but I have had albums in the past that have made that difficult because the end of one song goes into the beginning of another and it makes it sound strange if you're shuffling it. And that is exactly what Yeah, that's what she does. Miss Beyonce, Giselle. So Noel I have sort Carter of mixed did. feelings about that because I think you can have a cohesive album without necessarily forcing your listeners to listen to it in the order you so prescribed. But well, you know what? We are very obedient members of the be- the Beehive um, because the album leaked and no one listened to it. Oh really? That's yes. so funny. Because Beyonce asked us not to. So. I don't, and honestly, here's another thing. I don't even know where you, where do you find leaked albums? That's a great question. Right? I mean, I'm sure there's like a, I know like the big kind of pirating website for a while was the Pirate Bay, but I don't even know if that's still around. That could be like 10, 15 years gone for all I know. That's how with it I am. No, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like Napster. I'm bringing it <laughs> even like further. LimeWire. Like, where do you find? I'm not, you know, I'm just saying. Well, but, someday um, when I get my little, like, soundboard that's going to have a bunch of sounds on it, you know, like our intro and the the rewind and the all the, the Jamie was right sounds and everything, I'm just going to add one that says, we're old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing that I also, I'm, I'm just liking right now is Lizzo also released an album on oh, July. You know Lizzo. I don't have any idea. You've never heard Juice? 
Truth hurts. <laughs> oh, you oh, you have some homework to do after we finish yeah. this. But so the thing that I like is these are their albums that they've been working on for two years. So we're getting like new music from people who don't necessarily follow. Like I have to do an album every year. Oh yeah. I mean that's good. It's like it's crafty. It takes some time. You're crafting. Yeah. So. You know, I'm just saying that I'm in a good mood because there's some new good music from artists that I like. All right. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. That's All right. Let's uh, let's maintain that energy Ooh. by talking about Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. So moving into our little three, um, the story here is that we had a mini segment on our pod. Oh, it was a couple of months ago where we talked about um, how more of Hollywood should be like Nicolas Cage. Right. Right. And um. Part of that argument was that I believe at the time you had just seen the unbearable way of massive talent. Yes. And you were convinced that I would like it. And I was not convinced that I would like it. Correct. But I did end up watching it with my husband and we both liked it. Although I will admit I liked it because of Pedro Pascal, like more. I knew you would love. So I knew you would appreciate. Teddy bear. Right. I knew you would appreciate the storyline, but knowing your love for Pedro Pascal and seeing him from Game of Thrones and the Mandalorian, I just thought I'm like, oh, Jamie's going to love how adorable and dorky and cute he is in this movie. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. Um, But it was a really adorable movie. And I think while we were watching it or when we were about to start watching it, my husband had said four or five separate times. So wait, 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 Nick Cage plays himself in this. <laughs> he just could not wrap his head around that aspect. And I, uh, I was like, yeah, he plays himself ish in this. Yeah. A meta, a meta yeah. version of himself. Um, and it really was a fun movie. And, um, I think that it feeds into our our uh, desire to praise Nicolas Cage, who also listens, by the way. Hi. Mm-hmm. He's another um, one. Yep. Uh, it, it feeds into that because you have to be of a certain personality to play yourself in a movie and not like not like be afraid to show yourself as goofy or making mistakes or getting angry or you know what I mean? Like you he's not a perfect character in this. He's a flawed character. Mm -hmm. And so anybody approaching the movie is going to be like, Hey, Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage and Nick Cage is flawed. And that's takes a little bit of guts, I think. So I was pretty, I thought it was a pretty good fun little ride. And I, I liked how he, he takes movie making seriously. He takes acting seriously, but he can also laugh at himself in some of the yeah. roles that he's he does taken. not take himself as seriously. Right. And I mean, the whole the whole and I'm not giving anything away because it is in the trailer when he sees the uh, mold of him, the mannequin of him from face off. And he's like, that's hideous. How much for it? Yeah. Like, like, 20 grand or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. So it was it was like an unexpectedly fun ride because it could have gone a, a completely other way. It could have not worked and it. But it was just funny. Everything about it, I laughed. The whole action sequences, especially when I they. I thought what was really interesting was as the movie went along, there was a subtle transition from real life to movie, but you didn't really notice it was happening 
until the very end when literally all the actors on the screen changed and you're like, when did Demi Moore show up? Um, But that was really interesting to me is like, where did it actually make the flip from quote unquote real life, them writing about making a movie to the actual movie? At what point did it transition? And that was, I thought, really well done in this. And that is, I guess, a fairly big spoiler. But it's really, really that's the thing that actually kind of stayed with me about that movie is that it had a real clever transition from is this the movie is this the real life like I I like that about it I I had not seen I think I don't think I've seen a movie that had done that kind of thing before so it was novel and I liked I mean there were some really laugh out loud sequences um and one of them for me was when they were realized they could walk around the wall instead of jumping (laughs) over jumping over it yeah the wall I mean it was just I always call it like stupid smart. Like it's a stupid gag, but they the way they shot it and delivered it, it's like oh they did that in a way so you didn't see that. Um, but yeah. no, I'm I'm glad you and Damien watched it. I'm glad you enjoyed it because I think it's you know, it's one of the best movies I've seen this year. Yeah, it's definitely up there. It's um, it was well crafted, well done. Um, I also what was really funny was. From the very beginning, uh, we were both looking at the little girl. Well, she's not little, but the teenage girl. And we were like, is that really his daughter? Is that really? No, that can't be his daughter. Um, it was not his daughter. No. But it was somebody else's daughter. It's, I looked her up. Yes, it's Michael Sheen and Kate Beckinsale's daughter. If yes. You want to, you want to feel and old. <laughs> what was really funny was that it made me think of you when you were talking about, I might screw this name up, Jack Quaid? Yes. From The Boys? And you were like, how did two supremely gorgeous people produce this goofy looking guy? And then I then I thought of Lily Mo Sheen and I was like, OK, two supremely gorgeous pe- people produced a supremely gorgeous child. Yes. In this case. Yeah. It, it like goes one way or the other. Yeah. And it's yeah. and she's like the perfect blend of both of them. It's weird. She's definitely got her mother's lips and like yes. the shape of her face. And I think she's got her dad's eyes. But it's yes. like, it, yeah, it's it's so weird. It's like somebody in, you know, CGI took the two of them and just started like crafting a third person from parts and pieces of them both. It's very weird. But like one of those like weird apps that takes you and your partner's face. <laughs> yeah. And, like, if you had a baby, this is what it would look like. That's what it looks like. And, um, you know, she was great in it. I love, and I know you didn't watch uh, Catastrophe on Amazon Prime. It's a kind of a romantic comedy gone wrong TV show. But uh, Sharon Horgan, who plays his wife in the movie, was in that show. And she was the best thing about that show. So I'm really glad that she's doing things. Because, number one, I just love her accent. I think it's such a cool accent. She's got great comedic timing and she was really like her and Nicolas Cage were really feeding off each other. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. They did a good job. Um, Everything about that movie was just really well crafted. Um, So yeah, highly recommended um, that if you have not seen the unbearable weight of massive talent to go get it for a buck on Redbox because very much worth it. Give give some love to it. Give some love to it. All right. So, um, Moving from there uh, into some video game stuff, we got a couple video game things here this this week, which is good because we don't uh, we we haven't done a lot of video game stuff recently, so it's nice to add some back in. But um, 
we wanted to talk about a sort of video game phenomenon that's still kind of, uh, you know, going on as we speak. It's still potent and recent, um, but it's a game called Stray. And I know that a video game has crossed over into mainstream when Alin knows about it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, you heard about this from both me and Chris. Was that correct? Yes. Yes. He asked me if I, well, he, for whatever reason, like you guys don't, you guys can't communicate. He's always like, will you ask Jamie? It's like, talk to her yourself, you guys, like just go through it. But he was like, can you ask Jamie if she's played that stray video game? And I was like, yeah, she has. I'm like, I've already gotten pictures of Benny watching it uh, being played. I was like, yeah, I know about this. Yeah, that's actually a big thing. There's like a whole Reddit thread of just cats watching people play Stray. Um, And part of it, I think, is because the real like craft that went into creating this cat, um, the cat had a voice actor uh, who created real meows that were captured and then put into the game. And you you have a dedicated meow button. You can make the cat mm-hmm. meow anytime you want. And the cat has something like nine or 12 different meows. And uh, yeah, Benny likes to talk to the cat and stray. <laughs> uh, I think he just wants a friend. Um, but uh, the cat and stray was also based on some office cats some real office cats and you can you know see pictures of them online um there's all kinds of like mods where you can make the cat in stray look like your cat it was like the first thing the mod community did was how to make the stray cat look like your cat you know that kind of thing they also had a brilliant um marketing campaign they marketed in cat cafes um you know with um Uh, demos and um, gear and different kind of things, which I think is sort of like a brilliant kind of thing. They partnered with some humane societies. They also created some really interesting merchandise. They have a branded um, backpack, which is meant for your cat. Like you put your cat in the backpack and you can walk around with them outside. Um, That they did some like really interesting, you know, branded merchandise. And I mean, it really, really worked for them. This is from a small studio. Um, the publisher, Annapurna, is small as it is. The developer, I want to say, is like two people. I mean, it's just a tiny, tiny little developer. And I this is the first game that, um, you know, this dev has made. Uh, and they just really wanted to create, craft this, this interesting game about being a stray cat. It's set in the future. Um, it's sort of like a cyberpunk kind of setting. You're in this dilapidated city. Um, there's robots everywhere. There's not really any people anymore. Um, you kind of get separated from your cat pack and you're trying to, uh, get back to them. And that's pretty much the, you know, the long and short, short of it. But the, just, you know, the, the lighting and the craft involved in it is, is just, you know, out of this world. So let me get the dev's name really quick. Blue 12 Studio. Yeah, Blue 12. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like they have much going on here. Uh, just Annapurna, which is the uh, publisher. But the other thing that I saw about this game was that Annapurna is such a small publisher that they haven't really had like a big, you know, runaway hit um, if you will. And not only is Stray the highest rated PC game so far of 2022, but it's also their most 
popular in terms of um, sales and um, what we call like consecutive play. So uh, basically on Steam, what you can do is you can look and look at how many people are currently uh, playing your game. Um, and Stray had a concurrent play of over 62,000 people at one time. Ooh. Yeah. And I want to say that like Annapurna's most recent game that they put out before this one was that horrible 12 minutes game that I just oh, oh yeah oh so bad um but like that one for concurrent play was I want to say it never even hit 20,000 so their highest concurrent play went from you know maybe eight, 17 18,000 whatever to over 62,000 so to say this is a hit for them is is a understatement by right. far um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really cute game. Um, it's not like, you know, if you're, if you're, um, you know, triggered by animal violence, there's not really a lot of that going on here. There is a part where he kind of falls and he sort of limps for a minute and then he's okay. Um, there's some enemies that chase you, but they don't really show any kind of violence or, or blood or anything like that. It's just kind of, you know, oh no, I'm running. And it's, it's just kind of anxiety. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're worried about like, you know, does the cat die or something, you don't have to worry about that. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a really good little thing. And I highly recommend it, especially since it's done by such a small group of people. And, you know, it's always nice. I think I've said this before. It's always nice when you have a tiny little small business that can find success like this. I think that's all I have to say. (laughs) All right. So keep keep straying, Stray. Yeah, he's a cutie. Um, He needs a name, though. I don't. He needs like like I don't know. He needs a good name. I was gonna say the internet has not named. Not like in a way that's really uh, people have agreed on, you know. Okay. Do you Mm. refer Do you refer to the Stray as anything? We haven't yet, and I've said to. To, to Damien that he needs a name, but then Damien thought he was a girl, so we now we can't even agree. Oh, <laughs> okay, so you need to, like, get past step one. Yeah, I know, right? What gender is the stray? <laughs> the, the, the stray could be non-binary. Sure, that's true. And you true. could pick, you know, a gender-neutral name. I think if we were going to pick a, a game-related name, we could probably call him Lucky. <laughs> oh, I mean... Yeah. And that works for both boys and girls. Sure, sure. All right. All right, it is settled. <laughs> there it is. This is the way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now um, moving from all these lovely, nice things to um, some complaining, which is also lovely and nice in its own way, uh, let's complain about the Emmys. And I'm going to let you start because I'm sure you've got a few more complaints than I do. Uh, but um, what kind of complaints do you have about uh snubs or things that were nominated that shouldn't have been um so so let's complain about the emmys Lynn. you know the emmys tries so hard to be relevant and to pay hey, Alin. yeah do or do not there is no try <laughs> so it's not relevant then. right it's not it's according not to yoda. yeah according to yoda which we should all you know follow it's just, I don't know about them. So they'll do like, they'll try to be cool. They'll try to pick some cool stuff. Like, for example, I was really excited uh, that Abbott Elementary 
was a big breakout at the Emmys. It's a it's a great show. I'm very very worried because it comes back um, for its second season, and second seasons are make or break. So it tries it does it tries to be cool, and then it goes and does stuff like we're gonna nominate Steve Martin and Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building, but not Selena Gomez. I heard that um, Steve Martin kind of went off about that. Yes. He was and pissed. It, and it, it like it honestly doesn't make sense. It's the no. three of them. You you know, we're not going to discuss any spoilers because you're watching the first season. So. I just finished the first season. So I oh. just finished it. Yep. All right. So it's a very good um, exercise show because they're like 30 to 35 minutes long and I can just get on the bike and go for 35 minutes and then I'm done. See, there you go. It's and perfect. It's like, and it's enjoyable. Just when you're like, when is this done? It's like, oh, it's, it's three done. minutes. It has three minutes left. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is. I, I would agree with you. This is another one you recommended to me, and I am very much enjoying it. And honestly, I feel like I feel like Selena Gomez is kind of the center of that show. Um, at least she was in the first season because it was about her life as a character. Right, and that's. And that's the other thing that I always forget about the Emmys is it's like we're looking back at a period of of shows that it has some weird eligibility period. So oh, like you talking about Squid Game because I was like, what yes. is Squid Game five years ago? <laughs> exactly. So it's like Squid Game. Uh, Only Murders in the Building was last year. They're already in their second season. There's um, nominations. I know you don't watch it on Amazon Prime, but for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which felt like it was three years ago. Yeah, this is weird. So there's like a weird period. And they were saying um, a lot of people I was reading were upset that the boys weren't nominated, but they weren't eligible this year because of the weird cutoff date. And I don't so know. So would they be ever, eligible next year? They would be eligible next See, year. See, I would love for that show to get nominated, but I don't think they would ever do it. And that's that's unfortunate. Exactly. Like because the woman yeah. who plays Starlight should be nominated. And the guy who plays Homelander should be nominated. The whole thing. And it's like when we talked about like when you mentioned Squid Game, it's like I'm glad it's getting recognize but i feel like we're beating a dead horse here yeah it's time is well over like For, nobody's and, talking about squid game anymore you know and that's and i hate to say this i hope people don't get upset it's kind of the same thing with ted lasso yeah, um, yeah no, I, I get that for sure because they're, do they they're, have another season coming out um, not until next year. So they're nominated for their second season which i believe was a year or so ago and at this point Everyone knows it's a great show. There, you know, uh, there's always nominations for acting, for best comedy, for writing. It's like, you know, it's a good show. And the thing that I always think of, and once again, if we had the we're old button, we would play it now, is... I can do it if you want. (laughs) We're old. So back in the late 80s, early 90s... Uh Candace Bergen was on Murphy Brown. Oh, yeah. She won like six times in a row. And she had to tell the network to take her name out of consideration. She oh, said it, that's interesting. What, she just wanted other people to have a shot at yes. it? Yes. Yeah. She huh. said it's, she's like, I, it's, I get it. They like me on this show. 
but that's, that's enough. Nice. That's interesting. Yeah, that's I feel like that really needed to happen in Game of Thrones because that last season got some nominations, and I was just like, what? What? Why? Why? What's happening? Yeah, and it's it's like so weird. The other thing about the Emmys, um, they're so stingy with nominations as well. Uh, I didn't watch it. I stopped watching this. Uh, this is Us probably about two years ago. It was during the pandemic. Yeah, you said it was a real big downer. It's a downer, and I couldn't handle it when mm-hmm. we were dealing with the pandemic. And I don't know, you know, there was protests and race relations were imploding in the United States. I just couldn't deal with it. But the Emmys said no nominations for you in its final season, which is weird because they always nominate people that is from weird. that show. So it's just I don't understand the Emmys. They're trying to be popular and edgy, but mm-hmm. they're not they're nominating. They're not nominated the, the right things and the right performances. What I notice as I scroll through this is the, the there's like five or six shows that mm-hmm. have nominations for everything. There's no variety here. So what you're going to see, you know, on the night that they give out the awards, which I know is a while from now, but um, you're going to see the same people going up and claiming awards over and over again, which is my assumption. Um, wow. Even Nathan Lane got nominated in mm-hmm. only murders mm-hmm. in the building, but not Selena. Go- what is this? When is this conspiracy? Right? I know it's like what, and the other thing that really annoyed me is if, since we're on like the, the supporting actress or actress track, Britt Lauer for Severance. Why was she not nominated? Hetty. Oh, is she not on here? I know no. Patricia Arquette was on here. Somewhere. So Patricia Arquette's there. Christopher Watkins there. John Turturro is there. Adam Scott is there. Uh-huh. So Over again, that. we're just shunning women left and right here. And that's just what I don't understand. And then another, you know, I could go on and on and on, but it's, you know, another thing like Insecure, I know you didn't watch that show, but it had its final season and it was a great season. No nominations. Hmm. But they, I'm trying to think if there's anything I saw that I kind of wish was on here, you know, that I thought would really have deserved it. But um, a lot of the stuff that I watch and, you know, that I force you to watch, um, it's not the kind of thing that would get nominated. But I am noticing that there's really no Marvel shows on here. I don't um, think any of them were eligible. Okay, because that was the question was like, you know, I know that like WandaVision got nominated at some point back in the day. So it's not like they won't nominate these shows. But, you know, I don't see anything for Moon Knight or Loki. And I don't oh. know if it's like one was too soon and the other was too late. Or you I know, could I'm, be wrong. Moon Knight might have been during the eligibility period. Because I feel like Oscar Isaac should be on here. But that might just be me. I don't know. I feel like he should be. And then, um, Alin, what about our flag means death? I don't know if it was eligible, but it got zero nominations. Right. So I'm like, you know. Uh, I think it was eligible just because. So that's crudtacular. I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like for every step forward, the Emmys takes two steps back. And, you know. I feel I like, um, like Wheel of Time should have got some technical nominations. It was freaking beautiful. And I mean, 
you know, the, the other thing, um, you know, I don't have anything personally against Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. but she was nominated for a show. I'm no, no, sorry. It was Reese Witherspoon who was nominated, not Jennifer Aniston, but it's like, they just, I feel like that's like, Oh, we're going to get, we'll try to get some Hollywood stars here. Oh, I see what you're saying. Put some yeah. bodies in seats. Yeah. That kind People of thing. will be more excited if they see Reese Witherspoon there. So, you know, I was just really, I was excited for Severance. I was excited for Abbott Elementary and then everything else. And that's the other thing. I, I love the television show Succession. Every single person who has ever breathed on that show is nominated. And it just blocks all others yeah from from having any sort of chance and it's like i think we can all agree that succession is an amazing show and how many more awards do you need for your mantelpiece right yeah i would like to definitely see some more variety here for sure you know i'd love to see some like wackadoodle nominations for um you know marvel shows or even like um I know that show Evil is really good. Like just some weird stuff to like pop in with a nom here and there. Maybe like The Expanse, you know, they just ended. They did their final season. They got nothing, you know. So, right. I mean, yeah, I would definitely more than anything love to see some more variety. So are you going to watch or are you just going to look at the list um, the next day? I'll probably end up looking at the list the next day. I've really lost my patience for watching award shows. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. I used to love watching them and getting excited and, you know, crossing off and guessing who was going to win. And now it's just more like a chore. Yeah. I think that says more than anything else. You know, if you you are the core of their demographic and if you're not watching anymore, then how do they expect, you know, plebes like me to get into it? (laughs) My sister said to me, is there any show that's nominated that you didn't watch? And I was like, I looked at it. I'm like, no. No, I've seen them all. And I don't <laughs> care who wins. So no matter who wins, you're like, oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw it. That's all I can say is like, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's good. You should That's watch funny. it. <laughs> all right. All right, Emmys. We know they're listening too. So yes, they are let's get listening. it together, pure people. Let's go. Exactly. All right. So shall we move into the big three? Let's do it. Okay. So we got some Marvel stuff to go over again. More Marvel things. Um, well, and then so Marvel is so prolific. I know, I know we're not going to talk about Comic Con because I watched all of the things. Jamie did not watch all of the things. Yeah. Um, hey, I will say that Damien watch had me watch like the first thirty seconds of the Wakanda Forever trailer because he just thought it was so well done. It is one of the most exciting trailers yeah. I've watched. In a and he was like, you just time. have to see this because the way they're integrating the music and yes. he's like, obviously this, this isn't going to be in the movie put together the way it is put together right now. It was like a weird example of a trailer doing something very specific for the trailer. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like trying to, my impression of it was that they were trying to ease the audience's mind into thinking this is going to be respectful to Chadwick Bosman. And I think it did ease my it mind. Did. Yeah. It so. really like, I think if you can figure out things from the trailer, 
great. I can't figure it out. They did show like one scene of a new person who's going to be in it. I have no context for who that person is. But just, and I probably didn't watch m- enough of the trailer to see what you're talking about because you know, yeah, I he just wanted me to see that first like 30 seconds with the. You know, I think they were the playing no, yeah, no, no woman, woman no, cry. no cry. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was well done, I will admit. So I did see that, and I did see a few other things. So you know, um, I've got some thoughts. We'll get there. But no, I just wanted to say, like, I am very, very excited for Black Pan. Well, what Wakanda Forever? Yeah. Um, and I'm really putting all of my chips in on this movie, and hoping- I think that and Guardians Three. Guardians 3, and then I know you didn't watch it. She-Hulk looks really good. She-Hulk, I think Attorney that they Yellow. took the complaints that people had levied against that and really went back and did some work. I'm excited about that. And I yeah. I, I, mean, I think it's also exciting to see Mark Ruffalo come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to ruin Miss Marvel. But there hasn't been a lot of, you know, the original Avengers or the Avengers featured in Endgame scene since. So I can tell you vaguely, if you wish, that that particular scene to which you are referring, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but who cares? We can talk about Thor and Miss Marvel together, whatever. Um, uh, But that particular scene to which you are referring is a setup for a movie called The Marvels. Yes, which I did not know. And this is like the other thing that we've talked about. We're just going all over the place with Marvel today is watching the television shows. Is it required? And I feel like I don't know how much of a buildup they'll be able to do to Miss Marvel in the Marvels if you didn't watch the six episode series. Yeah, because there is quite a bit of history in mm-hmm. that in that show. Um, okay, well let's get into Thor. Um, but yeah, okay, so okay, okay, so here's the thing with Thor. Uh, this is a really well known comic. Um, the Jane becomes the mighty Thor arc, and she has cancer, and becoming Thor is basically purging the chemo from her body when she turns into Thor. And it's killing her. This is a very well-known arc in the comic. <laughs> and if, if it isn't, we're sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it is very, it's very well-known. Mo- most people know about this one. Um, so you had Taika coming in, basically handling a beloved property, you know. And that's tough. That's that's going to put a lot of extra pressure on your your shoulders. Personally, I liked this better than Ragnarok. And now I know that not a lot of people did, but my my reasoning for it, and yes, there's some flaws for sure, and we'll we can get to those, but my reasoning for it is you had a similar thing going on in Ragnarok as in Love and Thunder where you had this sort of serious story and then you had the campy story or the campiness and the silliness, right? I thought there was more silliness in Ragnarok than there was in Thor Love and Thunder. And that kind of ruined Ragnarok a little bit for me because um, this I thought the silliness was too much. But what did it for me in Love and Thunder and made it better for me was that the silliness that they had in Love and Thunder didn't cross over into the seriousness. So, like, you had silliness with, like, screaming goats and, 
you know, um, the whole like narration that went on where like Taika uh, was narrating as Korg, right? Um, that that stuff didn't bother me at all because it didn't take away from the serious storyline. And I thought in Ragnarok they really made Hela into a kind of a joke and they really downplayed the fact that they destroyed Asgard in that movie. And this, I thought, was more respectful to the serious part of the storyline and kept the comic stuff almost a little bit separate or sidelined so that it was there, but it wasn't interfering as much. So that was sort of my take on it. Um, I also really loved that the Guardians were in the first, like, half an hour. <laughs> well, for, for, for me, see, I had a different view of it. I found Korg as the narrator to be kind of lazy, and sloppy like moving things forward with just kind of going over some things that you would have rather have seen like the the, mm-hmm. the fights between Jane and Thor were really funny I would have liked to have seen more of that but I felt like it was very glossed over mm-hmm. um so I I didn't love that I didn't love the fact that they introduced the guardians just to have them go um, because well, I feel like they kind of had to do that because the last time we saw Thor, he left with them. Well, they could have like not had them in it at all, and he mm. could have said, "When I left the Guardians of the Galaxy," because they didn't do anything to really serve any portion of it except show that Thor was kind of a needy mess and mm. really needed to confront some of his his personal demons uh in order to try to find happiness so it was that's what i was like oh wow this is gonna be cool we're gonna see the guardians together and it's like no no i hear you yeah so let me ask you this because i talked about this with damien and we kind of came to the conclusion that the comic arc that this is based on is very long and jane was actually thor for a long time in this comic arc before before Um, and we thought this actually should have been two movies. This movie should have been really about Jane and Valkyrie Mm. and their like, you know, girl power. Cause they seem to have a really good relationship, but we didn't get any like good dialogue between them. Um, so I can see that. Yeah. This should have been like. Jane is introduced as Thor and then maybe towards like the middle end of this movie, you realize that she has cancer, you know, and that's like the big reveal. And then in the second Thor movie, it's Thor and Thor and Valkyrie. And it's basically this movie with the end of Jane's arc, because I think, I think I just wanted a lot more of her. Mm -hmm. I didn't want the argument to be made that she had been sidekicked. And that argument was immediately brought up. And I think it's a valid argument, you, you know, regardless of how you feel about it. She kind of got sidekicked to Thor. And I hate that aspect because she she's such a good character. And um, I just wanted her to be in like more than one movie before, you know, you retire the character or whatever. So that would have been what I would have wanted. Like this was like what Thor four. So yeah. I wanted Thor 4 to be a different movie all about Jane and then Thor 5 to basically be Love and Thunder. That's that's what I think would have been better. Is uh, here's a I'm thinking of a question. Is Thor 
the first one to get four movies? The first Ooh. Avenger? Because I know, I mean, Iron Man made it really simple with three. Uh-huh. And Captain America's got three. Mm-hmm. Although there is a fourth Captain America being made. That's true. I mean, I was just throwing this no, out there. No, yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, the, the other thing, and it was short for a Marvel movie. Yeah. I guess there is a boat crap ton of extra footage sitting on a floor somewhere, and Taika has said that there could be some kind of extended release with, like, 45 extra minutes, you know, because I guess um, um, uh, both Tessa Thompson and Natalie Portman said that they shot a ton of footage together that didn't end up in the final cut. So there could have been, you know, a whole girl power kind of thing going on that we could get. I, I still wish that would have been its own movie, um, but apparently that footage exists. I was going to, because here's, here's my other issue with it. Did, and I, I know I'm like being very judgmental. I enjoyed it. It was a fun sort of movie, but I think it's because where it's fallen in the, like the line of just okay Marvel movies since arguably uh, Spider-Man. All right. Which kind of set the the bar really high. It did. And that was the movie that came out right after, you know, Endgame. And you're thinking, all right, all right. I have been, I have enjoyed the movies that have come out. I have been unimpressed with how they're tying in together to a phase Four? We're in phase four or phase three. Yeah, and, and that seems like a kind of mess right now because even Feige was like, oh, yeah, phase four is all about the consequences of Endgame. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. No. Like, no. That's not a phase. <laughs> and then she she's Natalie freaking Portman, Oscar award winner. Give her more things to do. That's why and this this needed to be two movies. She yeah. just really needed her own she movie. Was, and she was doing it. Like, she was enjoyable. I love, I, I call her fun Natalie because she's normally so serious. She doesn't yeah. really do comedies. Like, she hosted Saturday Night Live once, and it was hilarious. She can do it. She just yeah. doesn't. And the other complaint, and I've seen mixed reviews about this, is, like, Give Christian Bale more to do. Like, okay, so I'm going to disagree because I thought Christian Bale was awesome in this movie. I no, He was I, like one of my favorite parts about this. And I think he really went against the grain of the traditional Marvel complaints about villains because he was redeemed, you know, and that I, I really loved him as Gore. But I wanted to see him butcher some gods. <laughs> like it, It's his name. And all of this was happening off screen. Okay. Well, I mean, that, we, did, okay, that, we did see some dead gods, you know, I'm, and then Jamie I, Alexander came back. So that was cool. All I'm saying is I wanted to see Christian Bale, like, really, like, fighting and killing. And, you know, it's like, all right, I guess not. We'll do see that all off screen. Was it funny when... Uh, they were interacting with Zeus. Hilarious. Russell Crowe understood the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently they reshot all of his scenes so that he could redo his accent. That accent was amazing. I don't know what it was. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) But 
And that's what I mean. Like, that was really funny. The gag with Stormbreaker was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Like, the fact that his weapons were, like, his ex-girlfriends yes. was just cracking me up. And the fact that Amolnir liked Jane better was just awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the hammer is by. Let's go. Yeah. It was so, I mean... And here, here's the other thing, and I know this comes from the comic books, and not knowing anything about anything. So Milnor was supposed to protect her, but it was actually killing her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the comics, Milnor really liked her better um, than Thor, which is weird. Um, and she really wanted to be Thor, and she really didn't care about the consequences. She just, she wanted it. She wanted to make that difference. She wanted to do it. And I also think, like, she was Thor for a long time in the comics. So I think that makes a big difference. You know, if you're able to do this for years before it finally catches up with you, it's different than if you do it for three months. You yeah, know and it, mean? Se- so- it did. It seemed like a blip. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why we really needed two movies. I'm going to keep coming back to that. <laughs> and you could have had Gore for two movies at that point. And then the redemption that he gets at this would have meant a million times more, you know, after seeing him butcher some gods, you know? So. Yeah, because it felt, it kind of felt like a rushed redemption. I still liked it. But no, I I'm not saying, you, you know, I do I'm not saying you. like, you know, I, I can understand why they did it, but it's just like. That's what it took for him to realize what what he's doing was wrong. Okay. So um, it, two two additional things too. One is at the end of this movie, it says Thor will return after the credits, and I guess Taika and Hemsworth both looked at each other at the premiere because they all thought oh, this was they, their last movie. Like they were oh, like, "What? We're coming? We're doing it again?" Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, they had no idea. They like they were they both looked at each other like, "Wait, there's a five? <laughs> It's like, oh, and Chris Hemsworth's like, all right, I guess I got to keep this body up. Oh, no. I know. Everyone's really upset about that. Also, as a side note, I love the fact that um, Taika made uh, uh, Hemsworth be naked in this because he thought the world needed to see his behind. The world did. Yes, the world is sad and they need Thor's behind. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. I am waiting for it to stream so I can pause because you really had to focus. <laughs> you had to focus. It was a fleeting moment and I was upset. Yes. Like I knew it was coming and I'm just like, St- oh, it's already gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most, most paused moment on all of Disney Plus. It's, it's true. It will be. <laughs> if you, if you, uh, if we had like blockbusters and you put it in. You'd be like, ah, it's paused on this part. Like you yep. put it, in, it's there. Paused on the butt. Yep. Um, and then the only other complaint that I had, and you can tell me how you feel about this, is the whole end of Love and Thunder um, was set in this place um, that they found out from, you know, Zeus and the omnipotent city or whatever you want to call it. Um he finds this that he opens this place. I can't remember the name of it, but there's this basically this wishing well in there. And if you if you get into this place, um, you get your wish. If you're the first one in there, you get your wish. Right. Um, Eternity. Was that what it was called? Eternity. I think that's what it was called. Yeah, sounds okay. right. So you get to eternity 
you get your wish from this this being that was in there. Um, who kind of looked like he might have been related to the thing from the end of the Eternals there. But anyway, you get in there, you get your wish. Doesn't this kind of make the whole time crime thing that they do for um, Infinity War kind of irrelevant? Like, couldn't they have gone to Eternity and just wished Thanos back? Like, undo? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you, it, so they went and traveled through time and in Endgame and, and, and whatnot to try and undo what Thanos has done. Couldn't Thor have just been like, you know, there's this thing at, at Eternity. If we get in there, we can make one wish. When, doesn't that kind yeah. of retcon that a little bit? I don't know. No, what, and I mean, my thought. that's the kind of thing where I'm like, are we, they're, they're just not thinking it through (laughs) anymore. Like, did someone not say, Hey, what about the fact, like even in the, the Eternals, I was glad when they had the throwaway line, like, Oh yeah, we don't interfere in human stuff. That's why we couldn't stop the Anos. And it's like, Oh, thank you. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, I know. Thank you for at least trying. It's, it's a, it's a half butt explanation, but we'll, uh, we'll take it anyway, you know? Right, right. Because someone because it's said, certainly hey, better. Why didn't <laughs> right, and it's certainly better than what happened with Multiverse of Madness, you know, so. Ugh. Yeah, that's. But, but anyway, I think this was an enjoyable movie. I thought the humor was great. I didn't mind that the Guardians were in and out. I, I really loved Thor's character. My biggest complaint was I wanted two movies. You know, I wanted the Lady Thor movie, and then I wanted this movie. So I really wish that that had been the way it went. Um, but I, I did enjoy this and I enjoyed it way more than Multiverse of Madness. Oh yeah, definitely. Final thoughts? Um, I don't know. We need to stop using Guns N' Roses in movies. (laughs) There there were other bands. I would agree with you there. And that was funny too, because Damien even said the same thing when we left the movies. Like, I'm sorry there was so much Guns N' Roses in that movie. I know you hate them. Yeah, it's like, I don't. I was never a huge fan of them. I thought they did great mo- um, music videos. They did like movie style videos. And th- that was really cool. I know every song that was in Thor, like because they're so popular, but I didn't need to hear each of them six times. Yeah, I hear you there. So that was that's that's my last thing. OK, fair enough. All right. So um, let's move on to Miss Marvel. This is um, an interesting show. It's the the highest rated show uh, that Disney has done for its Marvel characters, but also the least watched. Right. Um, because racism is my assumption. Well, and there, then for me, I think and it's the I, audience, like the, the age level. That's what I was thinking. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, I watched the first episode of it. And it had a very into the Spider-Verse feel mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. with the graphics and everything. And I still watched it. I realized I wasn't the target audience, but mm-hmm. I would still appreciate it. And I think a lot of people watched it and said, oh, this is for kids. So you think they kind of oh, bowed out after episode one? I, I think so, because it's the first time that, you know, Marvel has really had something beyond into the spider-verse which is aimed at i would i want to say like 15 to 25 year olds if i had to yeah break down a demographic yeah maybe 13 i would kick it down a little but 12 or 13 but yeah 
Um, okay, two things that I really liked about this show. Three things. We can roll two of them together. <laughs> so I really loved her mom and her friend yes. Bruno. Like, yes. This is one of the best moms I think we've seen in Marvel. And she loves Bon Jovi, which I thought was hilarious. Dude, but yeah, why didn't we have Bon Jovi in Love and Thunder? That would have been right? great. That, they're a great 80s hair band. Heck yeah, and they are way better than Guns N' Roses. Plus, you and I saw them in concert. Yes. Anyway, I loved her mother, and I loved Bruno a lot. And then the other thing that I really liked about this show was I was so freaking educated while watching this show. Like, right. And not just historically, but also, like, culturally with – you know, the the Muslim religion and the clothing and the food and the terminology. And, you know, I like the first thing I'm going to do when I get back to school, Mayha, if Mayha's listening, I don't know if she's going to know this, but the first thing I'm going to do when I get back to school is I need to figure out what it means when you call someone beta. Like, because oh. they did that through the whole thing. And I'm like, is yes. that just a term of affection? Who do you use it on? Is it only for family members? Can I call my students beta? Would that well, be bad? Like, I don't know. That's the other thing, like learning about the culture where everyone's auntie, even if you're there. Yeah, the aunties. I loved the aunties. So, I mean, it's stuff like that. And I know we didn't review it uh, in this episode, but we both did watch RRR. Mm -hmm. And And I was very educated in that. That's what I mean. Like, there's so much history of the world beyond the borders of the United States that we're not taught in school. What's crazy is I think we paused RRR three or four times so that we could talk about the British occupation of India and how Mm -hmm. the British turned the Hindi and the Muslim people against each other. And then they incited like the civil war. And that's how we ended up with Pakistan. You know, I mean, like, I mean, we probably paused that movie four or five times so we could like talk about history. And I think we kind of did the same thing with Miss Marvel. They actually showed the, the Muslims fleeing, um, you know, the violence that was being, um, you know, committed against them, you know, trying to get out uh, of places where they had lived their whole lives, you know, generations had lived. And now suddenly I have to abandon my home and go like flee to the, the other side of this country so that I'm not, you know, persecuted. And that's really stressful. And it's a very important event in, in world history. I mean, we ended up with other countries because of this event you know exactly and we as a as a nation know very little about it and i don't think that either rrr or miss marvel shoved that history down your throat they like invited you to it they 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 gave you bits and pieces of it and they showed rather than told which i really Mm -hmm. appreciate and it was enough that like we wanted to go figure out some of it on our own after watching these shows um, rather than being like, oh, my God, all of this history, stop preaching, you know, that I never got that feeling, you know? No, exactly. And I mean, one of the, the best episodes is when she we get the flashback with the train. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was done in such a way that it tied it, it tied the episode that preceded it and the one after it. And yep. it made you understand the importance of what you were watching. Yeah. 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 And, you know, even just like um, the importance of being, uh, you know, the child of a of an, a family that immigrated, you know, and how you have to deal with the 
culture of wanting to be part of your family and part of your family's history, but also be an American and how um, she had to negotiate the racism that was being sort of portrayed by that police force. Was that sword again? I don't know who that was, but. Um, oh, it was like damage control. Damage control. OK, so maybe not sword, but uh, but yeah, they were very, you know, they came across as sort of like a racist entity. Um, and, you know, how do I negotiate that? And they did, again, it wasn't shoved down your throat. I feel like it was more shoved down your throat in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was, was it had a very deft hand. And they, I think they did a good job with all of those issues. And I think that's why it was highest rated show is because they they navigated that very tricksy road quite well. I really wish more people would watch it. I think that the little girl, Iman Villani, I think she's freaking adorable. Oh, um, yeah. And she has one of the best costumes. I love And costume. I guess people were really, really excited about the costume because it, it obviously it's from the comics, but they did a great job of bringing that to life. And yeah, then, they like built it slowly. Right. And then you appreciated it when she finally donned it and knowing that her mother made it for her. And knowing mm-hmm. what each part of it represented, it was just, you know, it's it's a heartwarming story. It is. Be- you don't normally get to see, because most of them are older, you don't normally get to see, like, the home life of mm-hmm. certain stars and how their parents react. Because, let's face it, most of the Avengers, their parents are dead or they don't right. have parents. or So it was nice to see her mom's trajectory go yeah. from someone who was deeply unapproving of her daughter and wanted her to just focus and be better at school and follow that traditional path. Uh, and then to see her really embrace everything that her daughter is and knowing that she's has this great power, she has this great responsibility and just being proud of her mm-hmm. instead of trying to change her. And also Kamala's trajectory, too, in accepting her family, because, like, I think I messaged you after, like, episode one or two where I was like, I don't know if I can watch this because I don't like this girl. And she was so rude to her dad who wanted to dress up as the Hulk and go to the, you know, convention with her. And I was like, I think I said to you, like, if my dad wanted to dress up like the Hulk and go to a Marvel convention with me, you know, I would cheer for joy. And, um... It just, you know, that I thought was really turned me off and it was very rude and I didn't like it at all. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. And just like you're talking with the mom's journey from being very untrustworthy and skeptical and and traditional and, and just squeeze until I'm, you know, basically suffocating you. She went to, you know, a mother who was more accepting and more willing to let go and more willing to trust her daughter. Kamala did kind of the same thing where she went from basically these reactionary kind of things that she did from the suffocation, like you're suffocating me, so I'm going to react in a very negative way to a more inclusive involvement of her family and and finally telling them and having them be involved in her superhero life. And yeah, I think you, you said that's very different. We don't get that a lot from the other, you know, superheroes where their mom is involved. <laughs> that kind of thing. And I think, I think, you know, we saw growth, like you said, from Kamala realizing that she was wrong 
uncertain aspects and seeing that her parents really do care about her. And it's that whole like teenage rebellion that we all undergo. And, you know, looking back uh, on if we had a time capsule or could travel back to the, back to the past, I'm sure we were be cringing at things that we did as teenagers. And, you know, you just hope that you, you grow from it. And I think I think this show was one of the rare Marvel shows that it did a lot in its six episodes and it did it successfully. Yeah, I'm not walking away from that show saying we needed two more or two fewer episodes. Mm -hmm. It seemed like they actually got it right for once. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely give it another chance. Yeah. Things things don't have to be made specifically for you. Like, and I'm saying this as like, you know, we're talking about like a the white male cisgender that is comprises probably like, you know, eighty percent of Marvel's fan base. Yeah. There are other there are other people in the world. This is a huge show for someone who's Muslim who hasn't seen a Muslim superhero before. Yeah, representation matters, right? You know, remember at the end of Moon Knight when the little girl was like, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yes, I am. Um, Yeah, that kind of stuff does absolutely matter. So, And they're not, and like the whole thing is like, they're not doing it just to do it. There are comic books from which they're pulling. These exist. This is part of the universe. This is part of life. Just learn to deal with other people who have different experiences and may look differently from you. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. That's I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Fair enough. So yeah, uh, that was a really good watch. I did end up really enjoying it. Um, I also like how they kind of hint at that. It's a pretty big hint too. And you know, oh, yeah. I guess spoiler alert here, but they kind of hint at the end that there might be some X-Men thing going on. Yes. So. Which it's like, it only took how long ago? Did I know, they, right? It's like, how old am I? Yeah, no, it's like, but how long ago did they acquire the X-Men? Uh. <laughs> it, it, like, it feels like a lot, and, like, this is a moment that's been building for years, and it's kind of like, as Lizzo, Lizzo says, it's about damn time. Like, okay. you know, yeah. go, get, just if you Google Lizzo. All right, all right. Yeah, all right. just listen, listen to her when you're on the bike. She'll get okay. you moving. Okay. It's all fast okay. stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right. Sorry. Kicked my mic. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, let's move on to something way more disgusting and R rated. Uh, the boys, um, I, I, in, in coming off of season two of the boys, I didn't think it could get any better because I absolutely loved the Stormfront storyline. I love Stormfront as a villain. I thought she was great. And then they had to just you know, kind of mess with my heart and soul by bringing Soldier Boy in and (laughs) (laughs) having him be played by Jensen Ackles and having him also be nude. That was another very well-placed bomb that helped raise the The, collective spirits of the the, United States of America. (laughs) The bomb was a bomb. Oh man. For all of us. I, mean, and I just, yeah. I love him. I mean, I loved Supernatural. I loved him in Super. Been a fan for a long time. And I just feel like Kripke like, called up his buddy and was like, hey, you want to be in my show? And he was like, heck yeah, I want to be in your show. <laughs> and like, here's the thing about the boys. 
uh, it's an equal opportunity nudity show. Yes. Right? Oh, yes. There was a whole equal opportunity nudity episode this yeah. season. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes it's like, oh, you know, oh, it's only female nudity. No, you get to see a lot. A yeah. lot. All kinds of nudity. If, if nudity is what you're into, this is the show for you. Yeah. Gratuitous nudity, gratuitous violence. And just when you think they can't top themselves, oh, yeah, they, they do. do. Again and again. And they did some real wackadoodle things this season. And honestly, I feel like it all worked. We had flashbacks that were amazing. Like this was, was it like Vietnam War flashbacks? Yes. Like, we had animation. Yes. I was oh my Black gosh. Noir. Was, we had a <laughs> dance number, like a Broadway style dance number this year. Um. Yeah, I I mean, there wasn't, like, I keep, I don't know how you top this next year or next season, you know, like, this well, is. It, yeah, no, oh. and I was talking to someone, and it was like, hero-gasm wasn't that bad, and it's like, well, because we've been desensitized, you can't <laughs> yes. really top after what they've done each season, you can't really top certain aspects of it and if you watch the first episode you know what i'm talking about oh yeah i saw Uh, that prop separately on an article and it was something to behold yeah that's what i was like whoa and i mean this is the one time i will say this if that's where my amazon money's going all right i'm okay with that if for that one for that one (laughs) bit you know but it's just a show that i feel like they're the creators and Eric Kripke's like, okay, so we're going to do this. And they're waiting for someone to be like, oh, you can't do that. But no one's saying that. So they're like, all right. Amazon video had to create a standards and practices department because of this show. They didn't have one until this show. And they were like, okay, we need some people to come up in here and (laughs) keep an eye on this. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably like they were watching like, I'm imagining someone was watching it at uh, someone from Amazon's house. And they're like, what is the show? And they're like, oh, it's on Amazon. And he's like, oh, my God, we're showing this on Amazon Prime? I got to get on the phone. Who approved this? Yeah. Who I? Oh, my God, I'm watching this. Do we have this as TVMA? Okay, is there anything else we can do? <laughs> this is outrageous, but in a yeah. good way. But, I mean, what's crazy is... You care so much about the people in this show. Like, I am so invested in Annie and Huey and Kamiko and Frenchie and Mother's Milk, especially even Billy, even though he's a giant raging swear word inserted here. Uh, But like, you're so invested in these people that even though all of this violence and nudity and craziness is going on around them, you know, at the heart, I'm like, I want to be Starlight for Halloween because I just love her character so much. And Erin Moriarty does an amazing job and the Emmys need to go figure out. That's what I mean. Like, she's so good in that. Um, I think it's his name. First name is Anthony. Who plays Homelander. Anthony Starr, yeah. Yeah. He is so good in this. And the the thing, the whole thing about it is, like you said, it's so well written that you care about the characters. And especially in this season, there were a lot of betrayals. Yeah. And you felt those betrayals. You were upset. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. And I also thought it was funny that, like, people didn't realize Homelander was Trump until this season. Like, I don't know why that flew under the radar for it's three really seasons. slaps <laughs> you in the face. It does really slap you this season. But, um, but it's got a lot of metaphor to it. It's got a lot of, like... Hey, you know the politics that we're dealing with right now in the United States? Here they are. Like it's got a lot of that going on. And even the humor. (laughs) Yes. The humor is so well done. Like I we actually had to pause the show because there was one episode where they're gonna go get Soldier Boy out of this like Russian military complex, right? And they thought it was a hospital. So they get to Russia and they're going to go storm this castle, if you will. And they look at it and Mother's Milk is like, this is not a hospital. This is a, a, a military complex. And then Billy's like, yes, it's a Russian military complex. It's going to be like storming a Baja Fresh. And I laughed so hard. We had to pause the show because we just couldn't watch it for like five minutes. But there's just everything that they do is just, it just works on a weird level. And Every time the show drops a new season, we like cruise through it. Like the second an episode comes out, we're there, we're watching it. And then the season's done and we're like, oh, no, it is. It's that rare, rare uh, show where they will drop three episodes and then it's one a week. Mm -hmm. And then you in this particular time, I kind of saved them to watch and it still went by too fast. Yeah, it did. It, it does go by too fast. And, um, you know, I've talked about this with Damien, too, but we're both kind of under the impression that this show needs to go for like four or five seasons, maybe, and then just stop. Don't overdo it. Don't undo your welcome. If the season four were the last season, I would actually be OK with that because the quality level has been so high so far that I just don't see them consistently maintaining that level of quality for like a seven, eight season run. And I know Kripke, he doesn't do that kind of thing. Like when he did Supernatural, he wanted the show to end after five seasons. He had a five season arc. He did it. He did his ending. And then sci-fi like retconned it or no CW, sorry, retconned it and did like another 10 seasons. Who knows? But they didn't want the show to end because it was a big moneymaker for him. But Kripke was like, I'm out. I'm going to do other things because I told my story. So I have faith that when this is done, it's done for him. He's not going to drag it on. And I think that's for the best for something like this. And I I mean, Amazon's already starting to build its own little universe of the boys. I didn't watch the animation. Um, I forget the name of the show. It's like The Boys Domination or something. Yeah, there is I an didn't. animation. Yeah. Animated show. I heard that there's a spinoff in the works about the school. Yeah, I probably won't watch that either. I yeah, mean, so, right. yeah. So that's what I'm just worried about is like the saturation mm-hmm. that has sort of reached. But if, you know, they can stay focused and it remains good, mm-hmm. you know, it will be something that will would have a short run. Yeah. And be, you know, a good episode from top to bottom. I mean, like a good series from top to bottom, because there hasn't been an episode that's like a filler at all. Right. Exactly. Also, as a bit of trivia, 
one of Erin Moriarty's first acting credits, her, literally her second acting credit of her life, Law & Order SVU. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody good gets their start on Law & Order SVU. You are no one in in Hollywood if you haven't basically passed through the the eyes of Mariska Hardigay, Hardigay, <laughs> sorry, and 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 she approves you. Detective Benson has to send you off into Hollywood. You must be approved. <laughs> That's right. And I I know um, this is a while ago. It was probably a month ago, but Christopher Maloney, also known as Elliot Stabler, mm-hmm. was in a new ad for Peloton, and in the ad he pretended i don't know if he really does or not but that he works out in the nude so it was just like him in wearing like little white sneakers and knee socks and then everything else was blurred and it was really really funny so go go check it out because he he doesn't take himself too seriously and even though it's blurred it's still quite a show so Okay. okay okay go ahead fair enough All right. So, yes, out of everything we've talked about in the big three today, I'm going to go out and say The Boys was my favorite thing. Um, Miss Marvel, very close second, uh, you know, but a completely different type of show. Oh, Um, yeah. But all all good. All thumbs up again. So lots of good threes we've had lately. Shall we move on to our three questions to ponder? Let's do it. Okay. So the first question I have is, you know, what was the best reveal at Comic-Con? Now, um, Comic-Con... This was the first year that it really kind of came back. Yeah. And um, I guess it was pretty big. Uh, There were definitely pictures that I saw of uh, long lines and people waiting. And, you know, even Damien said, you know, this would have been a good year to like go because I guess a lot of people actually went back. Celebrities showed up. They did panels. You know, this was like the first year they really tried to make a go of it. And they did release quite a bit um, from Comic-Con. Um, the, the, you know, it's, it's kind of like all over the place, like what you're going to get at Comic-Con. Um, so you're going to get things like, Hey, there's some new transformers coming out or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but one thing that uh, stuck out at stuck out for me was I didn't know that Disney was making a television show based on national treasure. (laughs) So, Oh, I didn't. uh, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, it, it actually has a woman in it. Um, it's called National Treasure, The Edge of History, I believe. And um, I was like, oh, I will definitely watch a National Treasure show. So that one um, stuck out for me. And then also, I know that I believe that you have been watching um, the remade or I guess revised uh, He-Man Masters of the Universe Revolution. Yes. With uh, Lena Headey in it and, and uh, Mark Hamill and all that stuff. Uh, so it was announced that they are doing another season and that William Shatner is going to be joining oh. the voice cast. So um, uh, there was some, also some stuff on Severance. So, you know, we know we're getting more Severance, but it was very vague. Uh, one thing that I saw from Comic-Con that I thought was hilarious was that the creator of Severance had to stop reading stuff online because he was like uh i saw some stuff on reddit that was a better idea than what i had so I <laughs> um i guess they finished wheel of time season two and released it to amazon and they liked it so much they've already renewed it for a season three 
Oh, wow. Yep. So before season two has even come out yet, um, we already know uh, that we are going to get a season three. And I'm trying to think, was there anything else that uh, jumped out at me? They had a new trailer for Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which is like the most expensive TV show to ever be made in the history of television. I am still on the fence. I haven't really watched anything. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and I'm just so worried that this is going to just ruin stuff. So I'm, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, oh, uh, they confirmed that there is going to be a season two of What If and oh, season right. three, and that season two is going to come out in 2023. So there's going to be lots more um, What Ifs coming out as well. So um, lots of um, – oh, oh, here's another one. Marvel is also going to have a zombie show on disney plus and it's yes. going to be their first m-rated show that they're going to make Ooh. yeah so we got some m-rated zombies um some walking dead stuff yeah so like we actually yeah i know i know i'm supposed to be excited yeah, yeah i know i'm supposed to be excited about walking dead but i'm just annoyed with it at this point yeah like i, I love rick and michonne yeah but i've given him 10 years of my life to this show yeah i'm good yeah, like, I, I, I can't. I gave one year. That was all I could do. <laughs> no, it's 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 enough. Like the quality isn't there. They were the best part about the show. They're not on it anymore. And I'm not I'm not gonna have AMC just so I can watch that one show. I'm being very you. negative. I'm being very negative. And the other thing is, I haven't watched anything about House of the Dragon or whatever the new. Game of oh, Thrones. I definitely prequel. will not watch that. That's I'm not gonna watch it either. I'm mm-hmm. done with Game of Thrones. I hear you, honey. So, oh, I got two more for you. Oh, um, have you seen? And th- and this is something where I'm kind of like I need to find somebody who's seen this. Have you seen For All Mankind on Apple TV? I have heard that it's good. Yeah, I it haven't... got renewed for a fourth season, and I keep hearing great things about it, but I need to find somebody who's seen it to know if I – well, you, you you should watch this. <laughs> I'm going to give you homework, too. That's my, that's my job. Yes, go watch, watch it and it. tell me if I'll like it. I mean, it has Joel Kinnaman in it. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, you just sold me. Um, yeah. <laughs> there, see, that's the problem with some of these Apple shows is I don't think – Apple markets it shows very well like and in some ways I kind of appreciate that because I hate being bashed over the head with entertainment marketing but on the other end of the spectrum I also don't know about a lot of the good stuff on Apple so right it's in its fourth season and I've heard of it and that's it yeah I think it's um uh it's an alternative history where I believe Russia won the space race oh okay and then it kind of goes from there yeah, yeah, I know it's in space. Yes, there is space. That's it. That's it. There's some space stuff. Um, okay, so I got another one for you. Um, you remember Avatar The Last Airbender, Airbender the cartoon, mm-hmm. not the yes. horror show of a movie. <laughs> I never uh, watched the movie. You told me you not don't. to. Yeah, don't. Do so. not. Do not. Um, those those um, uh, creators are making a movie that's going to be about Aang as an older adult. Oh. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, so yeah. So we actually had some 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 actual Comic Con. I'm sure I'm missing some stuff maybe that, you know, 
some people saw uh, the the list of things that they did at Comic Con is actually extreme this year, you know. And then there's just stuff that I don't care about. Like I know there was some Game of Thrones stuff, so <laughs> I'm like, eh, whatever. And I know actually there was some Sandman stuff too, but I didn't watch it because I actually really want to see Sandman. So I don't want to. I don't want any um, spoilers. Know, spoilers. Yeah. Oh, oh, and there was also a clip for the Dragon Prince season four, which I specifically did not watch, but I am going to reiterate my 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 desire for you to watch the Dragon Prince so that we can watch season four together because that is a, a very good show. Um, yeah. yeah. I got to do it. I got to do it. It's on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it keeps going. Um, apparently the Daredevil show that Disney is going to do to like bring Daredevil back into the, the Disney fold apparently is going to be 18 episodes. Oh, I just saw that it was existing. I didn't read the details. Okay. So here's my thought. There is no way in the heckin universe you're going to want to do an 18 episode show about Daredevil. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think this is going to be a show about Daredevil and Jessica Jones, and maybe Echo, and Kingpin, and possibly a few other people, and they are just keeping that way under wraps. So that's my thought. I could see that. I think mm-hmm. it's a good a good thought. Yeah. So we'll see. That's very interesting. 18 episodes. You're doing way more than Daredevil in 18 episodes. That's what I'm thinking. That's like a network TV show. I know, right? But you just don't do that on Disney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Comic-Con, big cool thing this year. So hopefully that kind of trend continu- continues. All right. Moving on to our second question. Alin, did yes. the most recent season of Stranger Things need to be 13 hours long? That's a big no from me. <laughs> I don't. That show opposite of miss marvel so much filler so my god so much like i didn't need to see l hit that girl with the the skate at the roller rink didn't need to see it nope yeah of course she's gonna be bullied all right i get it you're bullied in school especially her she's new yep and then I think I texted you because I was so triggered by this because I don't like school stuff anyway. I can't I have a hard time watching school stuff on TV. But um, I think I texted you and I was like, we had to watch three episodes of Eleven being bullied until she finally lashed out at her bully by smacking her in the face with a roller skate. And then literally in the very next episode, she's in prison and somebody shows up and she's like, oh, am I in trouble? And he's like, oh, yeah, that thing with the skate? Now nah, we'll just make that go away. And I'm like, then why did we have to watch five hours of it? Well, that's what I mean. There was so much buildup, and you didn't need that at all. No, you did not. And, I mean, there was, like, it was so obvious to me this season that they had no idea what to do with three quarters of their characters. So they had... They had no idea what to do with the adult characters. All right. they all they knew was we need to take Joyce and and Jim and anybody else who you know is an adult person who tends to to help the children, and we need to get them out of the way 
because we want these kids to be put in imminent mortal danger. So we got to get rid of all the adults. You know what? We'll just send them to Russia for the whole season. That was so unnecessary. There, there was so much filler there that just went almost nowhere. Then they take half the children, which they also have no idea what to do with. So I'm thinking like uh, uh, Jonathan and Argyle and uh, yeah. which like um, I I liked Argyle, but Argyle, I didn't yeah. I didn't I didn't need him. No, he was we didn't funny. need a new character. We had no, no idea what to do with half the existing characters. Exactly, it's like oh he's a stoner. Okay, yeah, sure. That's I saw fine. that movie. Yeah, already. But yeah, we took like Mike and Jonathan and Will and also no idea what to do with any of them. So we'll just put them in a van for the entire season. And then let's just mutilate and kill some children. Like, let's go that route. Let's completely mutilate Max because it's not like she's been through enough in her life. So let's just traumatize all children watching this show by breaking every bone in Max's body on screen in full view. Let's just do that. Here's the thing. Killer. Right. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Like, don't hold it back. Yeah. Cause now she's just suffering. Right. If you, you have a cast and I'm looking, I just pulled up the cast. The first, there's 20 people. (laughs) <laughs> and I haven't even gotten to, like, the people who were only in, you know, one season. Mm-hmm. There's so many of them. And I was only, honestly, I was only interested in the group with, like, Steve and Dustin. Yeah. Um, I didn't need the jocks, to, like, embracing the satanic panic and trying to kill people and becoming, yeah. like, steroid versions of 80s boys bullies yeah that was so weird and then like i i was really upset with how they treated eddie like yeah the best example the best explanation i have for this is they couldn't figure out a way to make eddie innocent like they couldn't figure out a way to clear his name so they killed him to avoid the whole messy scenario and it just did not work for me well, and I hate the idea of introducing a character just to kill the character. And they did that last season or the season. It must have been the last season. Yeah, with Billy. They introduced oh, yeah. him. You're right. You're right. Spent so much time developing his character. Has, has him go through this huge arc of redemption and then just killed. And you they did were, the same thing this year. Yeah. And you were hoping they weren't going to do it to Eddie, but you're like... Someone's going to die. Yeah. And it's going to be the new kid. Um, you know, I liked I liked Erica. I liked Robin being in that. I liked the whole dynamic of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering if there are going to be answers to questions that we have in the, the next season. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like this season didn't actually ask a lot of questions. It was just, hey, here's a big side quest in Russia that went nowhere. Here's a big road trip that went nowhere. Here's a lot of other stuff that went nowhere. And then the big question is, did what did Vecna do? You know, and right. like they I don't set think it up. 
Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, it's possible you're just going to fight Vecna again in the last season. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, so I was wondering, we never got an answer to this, was did Eleven create the Upside Down when she did that to Vecna? When she, like, banished oh, him? Did she create mind? it or did she just discover it? Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so is it technically, it's like she's responsible for it. But why is Vecna so focused on Will? Oh, that's a great question. Right? Because if Vecna was the end boss this whole time, why was Will the first one through the Upside Down? Right. Yeah, that's something the writers never considered. So, no, I'm just like, these. this is what I'm just wondering if there's like, because now they've created this mythology for right. the show. But there's and- no, it's, it's not... It's does it doesn't connect well. It doesn't that's have what, good yeah, cohesion. That's, that's what I'm worried about. And like with every episode, and I told you that I found this frustrating, it took, you know, an hour and a half to move the story forward by inches. Oh yeah. Like literal inches. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I there was stuff there was stuff about this show that I really enjoyed. I thought you know, some of it was really well done, but my God, can we please shave, I don't know, four to five hours at least off of this? And can we like, like literally sit down and ask ourselves, do we need some of these arcs? Like, did we really need the Russia thing? Mm-hmm. Could we could we have done something else? Man, I don't know. Like there was a lot of, I'm not sure what to do with these characters, so let's create. And then they tried to tie it all together at the end, like, like the people in Russia were killing the dogs, and that was making Vecna weak. But that we've never seen that happen before up until right, right now. Like that, that was just created out of the air. I don't know. And, and then the, like the whole road trip thing, they couldn't even make it on time, so they're just like. Oh, we'll just put you in a fridge in a pizza place and you can you can mind walk and fight. Then why did we just spend six episodes on the road in a right. van or what? Yeah. And it's and it's the same thing with the, the Russian element. Oh, yeah. technically we don't even need to be physically there. It's like, well, why have you been trying to get home this exactly. entire time? So exactly. it was it was just really frustrating from that standpoint and from you know, watching the first season, it was so good. Second season, eh. Third season, ugh. And then this season, it's like, all right, let's just speed this up. Let's just get this over with before the kids turn 30. Yeah, Nancy's 28, so. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're they're just all so grown up because that's what happens when you cast children as stars, but it's ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I agree. And so, I think we all thought this was going to be the last season. And then it I turns think, out it's not. And we're, I, we're all shocked. I really did think this was it. And then I'm like, oh, no, they're coming back. And here's here's my here's my recommendation. Make it like a tight 10 episodes. Like they don't have to be an hour. They can be some of them can be 35 minutes. Some of them can be 50. Just make it 10 episodes and make it move. Right. So, yeah, I would agree for sure. You could have easily chopped, I would say, at least four to five hours out of this or more. Oh, yeah. oh don't let me edit it because I would have edited it so down mm-hmm. to basics. 
Yep. Because here's the other thing. Don't drop this stuff in May and July. I have maybe three months of nice weather out here. Don't do that to me on July 4th and Memorial <laughs> Day. This you is know, a Halloween show. You couldn't have held it till October? Exactly. Like, and you know, I'm inside watching this because people are horrible and it will be spoiled. So you're racing against time to watch it. And I'm missing out on beautiful weather. And to exactly. make it over 13 hours, it's just rude. Stranger things. It's rude. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, rant over? Yeah, I'm over. I'm good with it now. I All feel right. better. Good, good. Yeah, I feel better, too. It feels good yeah. to get that out there, you know? It's <laughs> freeing. All right. So, uh, we're going to end on a serious note again. But we can feel free to rant and be angry and maybe, like, instead of super serious and depressed about it, just kind of like... Uh, like a pep talk, maybe take that tone. So we are going to pep talk Marvel right now to end this run. And uh, I think what they really need to do, and this is the question that I have is Marvel. Will you ever stop killing women? Mm-hmm. Because let's just think about this for a minute. Okay. We know Marvel has a woman problem, right? We right. know <laughs> that there is a woman problem. They took, know they know they, they have a woman problem. Yes. It took 21 movies to get a female led superhero movie before you had Captain Marvel, right? 20, let's just say that again, 21 yeah. movies. All right. So that that's, that's not, that's not fantastic. Right. No. And while I absolutely love Tom Hiddleston and I will never complain about having Tom Hiddleston around, he has been brought back from the dead quite a few times. <laughs> so. and, they, and they showed that at Thor just to really hammer it home. Pun intended. Ex- exactly. But let's just think about, you know, the, the the problems that we have with with women dying in Marvel, you have, for, first of all, like the big elephant in the room, which is Black Widow. And the justification of her sacrifice was that Hawkeye has children. And this is a problem because we've also had that real, I don't know if you remember the real cringy scene in Age of Ultron where she calls herself a monster because her, her womb had been removed in the, yeah. the red, you know. So this is a real problematic kind of thing uh, going on there with, you know, I'm it's better if I die because I can't have children, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, to which, uh, to which I turn and I'll use um, Scarlet Witch. Like, are you, do, do your children have a mother? Good. Someone will raise them when you die. <laughs> like, right. So. Mm-hmm. Linda Cardinelli is there to raise Hawkeye's children. Yep. I would agree with you there. Um, But aside from Black Widow, we also have Gamora, who was kind of brought back to life a little bit. But then we have Aunt May. Um, Scarlet Witch is presumably, we don't know what's happening there. Um, Jane, you know, the mighty Thor. Um, to some lesser extent, you had Ajak, uh, Salma Hayek's character in The Eternals. You had uh, Shang-Chi's mom. Um, am I missing any? There's been a lot, right? Are, they, are we talking alive or dead? Dead. Dead. Anyway. I mean, Annette Benning. did Annette Benning die? Yeah, she died in oh. Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and they almost killed Valkyrie too. Come on. Man. I would have been really upset. Yeah, I know. 
really, another, really another upset. one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of women dying and it's a lot of women dying for reasons that are either kid based or because it seems like women the, the need to sacrifice themselves. I was just going to say that they need to sacrifice themselves for the greater good. And aren't they so noble? So noble. Let's make a statue of them. <sighs> okay. So here's the pep talk. This sucks. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Like and, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, like you you pat Marvel on the head and you go, that's enough. Think bigger. Yeah. You know, we've done it. We've been there. Maybe it works sometimes. But to the women out there in your audience, we would like to have some living heroes yeah. for a while. Just like, you know. I don't. It's just so disappointing. It is. And this this is another reason why I feel like Thor should have been two movies. I don't want to keep saying that. I'm sorry. But, man, I just really wanted Natalie Portman and her super biceps of doom to be around for a while longer. I was going to say, like, looking at those arms, and I will say she is the second woman whose arms I'm jealous of. The first being Angela Bassett and What's Love Got to Do With It. Also, I've obviously haven't seen Wakanda forever. I think Angela Bassett should be Black Panther. Uh, have you seen the woman's arms? But Natalie Portman's oh. arms, I was like, wow. <laughs> My I Owen know. Wilson, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she was putting in the work. Yeah, she was. And she put in all that work. At least you could do is reward her with a couple of movies. I mean, how hard would that be? Exactly. And then we can all continue to enjoy the arms. You know, missed opportunity there. I'm telling you. So I hope you've learned your lesson, Marvel. Yes. I know and you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> do do better. I know do you can. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll just, I'll do the, the parent thing. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Oh, I say that to my students all the time. Right. <laughs> Hope it changes Marvel's mind. Yep. Okay. So we are about to wrap it up. And as a quick thing, a quick plug before we stop, this was our 29th episode, which means our next episode is the big 3 Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So <laughs> we are going to have to do something special. I don't want to say what it is, but we're already working on it. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for us to start talking about uh, the gray man or or any, you know, things that are coming out quite, you know, recently right now, you're going to have to wait till episode 31 because 30 is going to be a little bit different. And we will get on that as soon as our amazingly busy and horrendous schedules clear up. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, I'll just say, go watch Gray Man. It's a fun summer movie. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, no. But it's you might as well milk Netflix for all that it's oh, worth right now. I know. I know. Go get your $14.99 or $15.49 worth out of it. Okay, that's a fair point. All right. That's all, that's so, all I'm saying. All right. I mean, we'll talk about it later. But that's but even if you're like, oh, I don't know about this, you're paying money. Just watch it. Yeah. You paid for it. Yeah. Eat your meal. Mm-hmm. All right. So as always, please remember to like, follow, and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagrams, 
search for three speech, look for the bears this time around. It is the mighty bear, right? Yes. The mighty Thor bear. All right. So um, thank you again for listening, and we will see you again very soon. Uh, as always, stay safe and be well.